one star. My experience at this restaurant lasted about two seconds. I went in, asked them if they had meatballs, and the waiter smirked at me and yelled, you can meet these balls, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then proceeded flipping tables in front of me. One star, because I never got to meet those balls. This place does not deliver on what they offer. <laughs> Working overtime, serve beer at a Bushwick dive. Just trying to stay alive, but it's so damn hard. But I will not worry, though life ain't going as I planned. I heard it be hard, but it's so much harder. Well, I keep doing. Welcome in and welcome back. Welcome to Under the Apron, the podcast that exposes the blah, 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 blah. I fuck it up every time, so I'm not even going to try to say it anymore. Uh, the <laughs> podcast that exposes the underbelly of the service industry. We've got a very special episode for you guys today. Um, if you listened to last week's episode, then you know that Mike and I went to a comedy show, got a little fucked up and had some fun. And uh, while we were there the last comic of the night uh crushed it took his shirt off did the whole set shirtless i never never knew i could be attracted to a male comic but here we are um and we reached out to him uh and he he said he would do the pod so we're excited to have him on got a little bit of like a looser service industry background so we'll fuck around we'll talk about it i i said to him uh via email, you know, that I he, he produces the podcast show as well. So I, I throw that fully under the umbrella of the service industry, having to deal with drunk people, uh, you know, two, two times a week in the back of a bowling alley. Um, and to just to, to do a quick, uh, you know, if you're if you're ever in Brooklyn, if you're ever in Williamsburg uh, on a Wednesday, the gutter bowling alley um, is great. And in the back of it is where they do the show. It's called uh, Comedians You Should Know. So definitely check them out. Shout out to Dan Davies who put us uh, onto that show. Um, and with me, as always, is our favorite uh, Mikey failed the drug test. How you doing, Mike? <laughs> it's been tough the past couple of weeks since that since the test. Working yeah, on yeah. it though. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike was just telling me that he did mushrooms with about thirteen women in a in a field this weekend. How was that? I was sick, man. It was sick. I've always, um, I've always enjoyed uh, female energy. I'm, I'm not afraid of it. I've always, uh, <laughs> I, mean, I, I grew up with, I grew up with two, uh, two sisters and a mom. I know how to wipe the seat, but you know, it's also, uh, I know how to hide in the background. You know, when there's that many of them, you kind of have to like choose your, choose the, the times you want to hop in. You right. know what I mean? Because, yeah. because if they're they're getting on a roll, like even that little thing from off to the side, I'm like drinking a beer off to the side, like, yeah, but also they're like, no, 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 this is not for you to chime in on, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I know when to hang back, but uh, yeah, it was a good time. That sounds like in the end. Dude. Yeah. In the end, I think really, I think that my highlight was um, I was sort of playing with my eyeballs, playing with the space in between objects um, while my dog was licking the bottom of my feet while I was sitting on my bed i think that was my highlight of the day nice. um of mushrooms yeah <laughs> uh so let's let's introduce our our guest uh 
again, we a comic who we saw this past week who killed it. Uh, Mike, I've actually seen you a couple other times because I, I go to that show pretty often. Always been awesome. And I believe he produces the show. He can tell us himself. Uh, welcome, Mike Leibowitz. Yeah. Hey, hey. hey dudes. <laughs> hey. It's great to be welcome, here. Bro. <laughs> yeah. I, I was here the whole time, but I was being quiet because I hadn't gotten <laughs> introduced yet. So that's a crazy. It was how many women in the field? In, uh, like on the mushroom trip 12 or, four, 12 or 14 or something like that how did you end up with like how did that how does that even happen <laughs> my uh so my my wife was having like a like a girl like girls and gays kind of uh weekend you know and and a, a number of them were her friends from college that i've been hearing about for years so mm -hmm. it started off like oh well maybe you'll be there the first night and like and then you'll leave. And then by the end, she was like, no, I want you to stay for the whole thing. And I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm in, you know. Whatever. So you're just I'm, like an yeah. honorary girl slash gay for the for the whole exactly the whole experience. It was interesting. Like, like, I know she talks a lot about like how, you know, when all the girls are together, like tops come off and stuff. And we started off the day and like I took my top off and no one <laughs> mm -hmm. else did. And I was like, this feels wrong. I got to go put a shirt on. Like if everyone else is going to be weird about it, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be the dickhead walking around like the, 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 the fucking poster child of the fucking patriarchy, you know, for their like mushroom, like for their mushroom trip, you know? Yeah, yeah. You were just trying to get something started and it didn't work, huh? <laughs> I tried. Yeah. I yeah, tried. I popped my top off at the show right. you were at. That's so right. Yeah. Yeah, I was hoping I, the whole dude, crowd was, would, but, you know. <laughs> and, you know, there was actually a moment, Mike, where, because uh, I was holding your shirt the entire time. Rem I, I remember. Was, <laughs> I thought there was one point where the shirt came up again and i almost took my shirt off to hand to you mm -hmm. i i thought about it i didn't want to make the show about me you know i, I backed down i backed down. yeah but there's a parallel universe in which that happened and then yeah. everyone took their shirts off and exchanged them and like we now we're still at the gutter so i i have a question for you so you do you are a part of like the putting on the show right like you you're behind your yeah 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 behind. we actually started this show i started it with some dudes in chicago Okay. And then we, I moved to New York and um, some, some sh fellow Chicago expats like sought out, sought out a room and found the gutter and like started the show there. Yeah. Okay, so, cool. so I helped run it. Yeah. And truly you guys do a great job. Cause like, oh, thanks brother. I, I, I grew up in this city. I grew up a block away from uh, the New York standup club. That's on like 78th and Broadway. And, okay. I, and I used to go there and it was just like hit or miss. Right. But the misses, like the days that there were like guys who really were kind of cringeworthy made me so kind of put off from comedy that I like, I didn't go for a long time. And it really wasn't until I started going to your show that I was like, I want to give stand up a, a chance again. Like I'm, oh, well, I'm ready to come back and you guys, and I've been back six times because I think you guys kill it. So uh, kudos oh, to yeah. you, man. You're doing a good job. Oh, thanks dude. That's the like highest praise. Yeah. I mean, that's what, like one thing about stand up that's so like, it's 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 so like uh I just is shocking to me when things go poorly. I mean, obviously I've bombed and I've bombed really hard, yeah. but like the thing about it is like you're trying to make people laugh, and the people in the audience are coming there to laugh. So, like, really, it's really about staying out of your own way. Like, you almost have to like aggressively like tr not try to not make them laugh, but you have to like do something wrong to prevent it from it's like if you go out with a girl you like you like her she likes you you just have to like just be yourself and be cool yeah but it's like yeah if there's nothing more awkward than like i want you to be funny and you want to be funny but it's just not like you won't let it happen 
Yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. fucking, it's awful. It, it, it makes me, I, there's just certain things. I'm sure we all have those, like those things that make you cringe. And like, that's a thing where I get physically uncomfortable in that space. <laughs> I'm like, I need to get the fuck out of here. I don't know yeah. why, why that f- makes me feel that way. But yeah. So um, thank it's you. embarrassing for everybody. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's, <laughs> I, so I used to, let me ask you one question before. Sure. We, yeah. So I used to, um, I used to run a comedy show at a buddy's bar in Chicago. And then afterwards, it was like a New Orleans themed uh, cocktail bar. And then afterwards, he would let me get behind the bar and and bartend for the rest of the night. OK, so that's like my only bartending experience. Cool. But I, re- I like making cocktails. And it was like I the one thing that I noticed about how people treated me when I was tending his bar was that they just like expected me to listen to them talk about their lives forever mm-hmm. and it was like once they get to a certain level of intoxication it is like it was unbearable for me like i couldn't <laughs> i could yeah. i don't know do you have strategies for dealing with that <laughs> well, well mike you want to touch on that i was just gonna say i mean we we've we've, we've talked about this before and I, I was saying how you know uh, this i worked at a sake bar in the east village on uh on seventh between b and c and yeah i mean what really happened to me was either that place was impossible to ignore people because it was such a small space, tiny, mm-hmm. tiny space. Um, I had to leave. You had to I quit just, your job. I had to quit that place. Like it was not, <laughs> it was because there, there was no, there was no altering where it was. You know what I mean? And that was when I went back to the comedy cellar and started working only the service bar. Like I, I yeah, I that's because you don't have to deal with customers at all, right? Yeah, I did. I did no customers for like six or eight months before I could get behind a regular bar again. Um, yeah. But yeah, they, you know, if you, it depends on the kind of place you work. If you're working like more of like a club kind of, you know, larger space, it's easy to make it seem like you got something to do and like you know walk down a fifty foot bar and you're not next to them anymore. Right, um, right, right. But yeah, man, I have I have one more question. You mentioned that you worked at Quiznos for a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I used to manage a Quiznos, yeah. Yes. <laughs> First of all, what the fuck happened to Quiznos? Oh, well, it wasn't my fault, whatever it was. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I was uh, I was managing a Quiznos, which, it, you know, they give you these impressive titles. That just means I was allowed to use the register. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I would, I don't know. I, I would, uh, I would just spend most of my time in the walk-in eating salamis out of the, out of the, you know, containers. So I don't know why they went out of business. I, don't know. I guess it could have been me. I don't it know. It might have been you, man. Too many salamis in We're the walk-in. $20,000 worth of salami. We're going yeah. out of business. But I got poached from Quiznos. So I was working at Quiznos and they were opening up this health club across the street. And uh, the sales manager came in and poached me away from, he was like, what are you doing working here? Come work for me. And I was like, yep, that sounds right. Yeah. So I, what do you got? What's your policy on free salami? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, it was much worse, but I, I got a, I got a more free protein shake. So, you know, you know, balance. There you go. Out. There you go. <laughs> um, all right. So we're going to move along to story time. Uh, Mike has come prepared with a story. So the floor is yours, my friend. I like look down and I could like see the inside of my leg basically. I will never suck your dick. <laughs> I wound up watching Back to the Future getting fucked up with Doc Brown. As he like sits her on the stool, and no joke, she shit herself. Oh like- no! Dude, the story's crazy guys. It's story time. I just thought of what you you said to come up with something about producing a comedy show. So I just thought of a fun little um it's about negotiating with the with the venues. So I've, okay. I've put on, I've put on lots of shows at bars, all, well, in Chicago and a few in New York. 
And there's usually a deal. You're looking for a place that has like a back room that they're not using on a Wednesday night. And the deal is basically like, hey, wouldn't you guys rather have it have 20, 30, 40 people back here ordering beers instead of just having it be empty? Yeah. And so we've, you know, we found usually what you can do is you can get the bar to agree, you know, like, oh, we keep the bar, you keep the door. And then, you know, if we ring a certain amount, you know, we'll do some kind of bar split with you. Right. And at the gutter, they were always like, they wouldn't, they're like, look, you can have two, you, each of your performers can have two drinks and, uh, and that's it. And there's no, there's no bar. And we were like, okay. So we ran the show for like two years and we filled it out and we packed it up and it was time to renegotiate our agreement with the gutter. And, um, I sat down with them and I was like, look, we're bringing in 50 people here. You're ringing 800 bucks on a Wednesday when you be, would be closed. We want a cut of that. And they were like, no, absolutely not. Hmm. And so I was able to negotiate them, including in addition to our two free drinks, each performer getting two free take five candy bars as well. <laughs> and this, this to me was like the big coup. You know, it's like you, you shoot for the stars, you end up in the trees. So I was really pleased with myself for at least getting those two take fives. You, you, you are completely missing out on, on your potential as like a master business runner, like a, a negotiator for like a top four, 500 company. Yeah, doing like enterprise contracts. And yeah, stuff. Exactly. I should be. Like, yeah, you, yeah. The sky's the limit with you. Dude. That's insane. you got to ask big. Yeah, you know. <laughs> are the, are I never thought I'd get twenty five percent of the bar, but you know, what's that? Are they still doing the take fives? After the pandemic, they cut off the take fives, bro. Wow. And that that was like that was like a such a cool thing at our show is like, you know, we get we pay everyone twenty bucks to do the show, but yeah. then we also would give them a take five. So it's like, all right, here's your 20 bucks. Here's your two drink tickets. Do you want to take five? And 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 they're all like, fuck yes, I want to take five. And that's like what set our show apart for, you know, in terms of, you were asking about recruiting talent. Right. I mean, it's like, you're going to do the, this other show where you don't get a take five? Or you're yeah. going to do our show where you get a take five? Dude, we gotta, we gotta, COVID, COVID took so much from us, man. It really did. No, it really did. We were, we were even thinking of getting like a sponsorship deal with take five, you know? Hell yeah. I think you still could. You know, but they they changed it though. Like it used to come in a black package and now it's orange and now it's, now it says like Reese's take five. It's like kind of, I feel like the glory days of take five were, we're pre COVID. Yeah. Thanks a lot, (laughs) Joe Biden. Uh, (laughs) Um, I uh, okay, so that's fucking hilarious. I, did, was it? Did did you read the art of the deal before that? Like, how did you come up with this master <laughs> negotiating strategy? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I was really just winging it. You know, <laughs> I, I saw I saw the room collapsing, and I was like, "What can I grab on my way out?" You know. <laughs> so so I got this hard no I wasn't expecting, and I was just like, "Oh, what's up on them take fives though?" <laughs> you know, that's, that's my master negotiating strategy is panic. Yeah, did it work? It worked yeah. for a little bit. Well, uh, you can go to uh, Mike Leibowitz's, um, fuck, what's it called? OnlyFans. And and (laughs) just donate to him specifically for the Take 5 fund. And hopefully with enough pictures of him with his shirt off, we can get Take 5 bars back in the back of the gutter. Help these comedians out. Get them some dinner. That's right. We're just trying, you know, we've lost, there's been so much, yeah, we've lost so much, um, you know, the kids are, the kids are behind in math. We're behind on take fives. I mean, it really is like a lot of, 
<laughs> a lot of crawling out of this hole we have to do. So anything you can give really does help. Um, so I also have a, a quick story of my own that happened from uh, this past week in the service industry world, which is that uh, at a bar that I work at, um, the uh, bartender that works with me, who's new to the new to the industry, she's great. She she works hard, but she hasn't figured out. She's got a temper on her, and she hasn't figured out that that's this is not the space for that. And so there's been a couple of flare-ups already, some pretty dramatic ones. And I've tried to pull her aside and be like, "Hey, young buck, like I hear you, but you can't you can't you know fight people in, at a bar. That's just not the space for." It. And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on it." So anyway, this past Saturday I was working. It was just the staff that was left. We had gotten our work done. I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of here because I had to work a bike shift. I had to do a bike delivery shift the next morning. So I'm like, I, I got to go. Um, and I got a call from the manager the next day saying like, hey, can you work tonight? And it was because this bartender and my manager, I, like two minutes after I left, got into a face fight. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the manager's relatively new too. And she's like in her forties and she's kind of got like, you know, she's grew up in the city. She's a little tough, but she's fun. And I could sort of feel the tension the whole night, but I'm like, I'm not paying attention to this bullshit. I'm here to get like clock in, clock out, uh, you know, whatever. And I didn't think much of it. And then apparently like if the security guard wasn't there, like it could have wound up with like a hospital visit. Like it was like, apparently it got bad really fucking quickly. Um, so shout out to the two of you. I hope you're okay. I hope you don't lose your jobs. Uh, did they, did they, they have to call the cops or anything? No, luckily they didn't call the cops because uh, the, the security guard was there. So he mm -hmm. broke it up pretty quickly, but not quickly enough for it not to be, I guess, like he, even I talked to him already. I've seen him and he was like, dude, it was bad. Like he was, he was scared. Um, Does everybody so, still have their jobs? Well, so that's the thing They're They, they got a couple there's they're on suspension right now while they figure it out, but we have video cameras. So the owners are going to look at the tape. It's like, it's a whole fucking thing. Um, yeah. Shout out to them though. Hey, listen, at least I, I, Women's empowerment. You guys can fist fight too. There you go. <laughs> uh, but um, I, I have 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 either of you in your workspace like had coworkers just go at it? Yeah, oh. yeah. Actually, uh, I had two. There was two girls uh, at the at not at the cellar, but at the underground. Um, I caught the tail end of it. They they had a thing that was brewing for for quite some time. And I would always, you know, you know, I'm always like, I would kind of fuck with them and like force them into like scenarios where like just the two of them doing a shot together, yeah. you know, like things like yeah, that, yeah. like end of the night, I'd be like, yo, we're all doing a shot. And then like walk away and it's just the two of them at the bar, you know, like, kind of, like <laughs> taming of the shrew them. And then, and then it, it exploded and they, they went up getting into a fight one night. Neither one of them lost their jobs, but I think it was actually over. God, it was such a long time ago. I can't remember. I think they were fighting over another server that the two of them had both hooked up with. Of course. Yeah, it was something like that. But yeah. 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 I think I threw it. Have you ever seen one, Mike? Have you ever seen two comedians go at it or anything like that? Um, actually, well, yeah. I mean, there, there were there were um when I used to produce the show in Chicago, uh, one of our the, one of our producers was like going to a wedding and he needed a, um, a date. And he asked like the girlfriend of another one of our producers, like to be his plus one to this wedding. <laughs> and, and the, the, the other dude whose girlfriend it was like came to the show and was pissed off and just like decked him in the face, like in front <laughs> of the whole crowd. And wow. uh, 
that ended up then he and then they, he did call the cops. And he ended up pressing charges and it was this whole thing. But it got wow. thrown out because basically the judge called my friend who got punched a pussy, essentially. <laughs> he was like, what are you doing asking out his girl? You're being a bitch. And basically just threw the case out. Was it Judge Judy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. It was like some bro judge. He got like, you know, he got alpha I don't know how Alpha Psi Figma Figma Sigma. Yeah, I don't know. Figma, we didn't have fraternities in my. I don't Dude, know. The, I don't know the alphabet. That would be but, the uh, that would be the best spinoff right now is of of like Judge Judy is like welcome the bro judge. Yeah, right. Everyone has to go through the spanking machine on the way out. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely at the at the weed delivery job though. Like, I mean, people would get in. If people would get robbed. I mean, like, you know, if so, people would steal weed from the box and then like the owner of the company would, you know, send, you know, send his buddy over to beat the shit out of him and then yep. like yep. take video and share it to everyone. Like, Hey, don't fucking steal. And you, yeah. everyone's Oof. like, is this real or fake? You know, oh, but oh, shit. Hey, going back to bro judge. Welcome back guys. Welcome to bro judge. Cause that's a perfect <laughs> fucking, uh, we're, we're going to jump into a new segment. We're fucking around. If you listened to us last uh, week, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out how to involve Yelps in this and like reading off Yelps. So I'm going to ask you guys if you want a short or a long one, and I'm going to, I'm going to text it to you. And all three of us are going to read a bad Yelp review and then we're going to judge it as if, is it valid or invalid? So it's the first episode of bro judges. Okay. Uh, I'm giving one star because of the cheap management and customer service. I heard the food was very good. So I went to try me and my BF got the calamari spaghetti a la Vongole and gnocchi. <laughs> All were delicious. I was actually so impressed that when the manager came to ask us how everything tasted, I told her it was some of the best Italian food I've had. And I told her I'm going to post about it on Instagram, where I have over 11,000 followers, and a lot of them are in the area. She seemed very happy about it. I was wrong. I thought that she would be grateful for the free advertising, but when the check came, there was literally no discount at all. I thought Ugh. at least one of the entrees would be taken off, but they didn't even take off the calamari or even the drinks. I won't Ugh. go back there because of this, which is a shame because the food was very good. The manager needs to understand how to treat his customers. Okay, so. Scum. I mean. Scum. I hate it. I mean, yeah. it almost feels like satire like, it, does it can't be like real satire. right yeah it really does if if this is a real yelp review then i i wish we had your name so i could tell you to go fuck yourself on in public because like that is just yeah. about as bad as it gets <laughs> that's Dude, so, if, it's if you have any sort of inflated self-worth about being a ten thousand follower fucking influencer fucking jump off something like it's fucking <laughs> it's so fucking dumb dude so fucking dumb yeah it's no it's it's awesome this is like <laughs> it's just like staggeringly awesome how, how many times can you mention how good the food was on the one star <laughs> review? <laughs> i mean it, it, the, the lack of self-awareness is just insane but again to the point that you're like is this real i don't fucking know but so judges are valid or invalid i'm judging invalid invalid, invalid. three trips invalid. through the spanking machine Invalid unless you're <laughs> unless you're uh, trolling and Yelp and doing satire, in which case two thumbs up. Uh, so in which like, case six trips through this banking machine. <laughs> Come on down. Um, all right, so Mike, what you, you, I sent you two, I just texted you two, so you can take a look and see whichever one you want to read. Let's see what we got. 
right, I'm going for number two on this one. Three stars. Keep in mind also, this is the first person to review this place, which I think is a fantastic bonus. Three stars. I got stabbed here. The food food was fresh and drinks were tasty, but I got stabbed here. Would consider going back. Hey. Listen, I listen. I think if that, I think if that came with a one star, I would, I would think otherwise. But the fact that they still gave it three stars means they're not looking to try to fuck over this business. You know what yeah. I mean? And I'm like, all right, they're just, you know, they got stabbed. Maybe they got stabbed twice. That's two stars <laughs> off. I get it. You know, I'm with it. No, that seems like a really fair deduction for being stabbed. <laughs> I think two stars is is fair, and and the, the fact that he said he'd come back, yeah, it, it. I mean, you know, he wasn't stabbed by anyone who works there. <laughs> I would one one would assume, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like he's not he's not putting his own shit on uh, on the place where he was. You know what I mean? He's just uh, like, hey, look. Sometimes you get stabbed. This time <laughs> it happened here, and that's that is true, man. You could get stabbed at any moment, so don't don't blame the space too much. So I I will vote. I go valid. That's a really that's a that's a good one. I appreciate it. Are we are... Yeah, I agree. No, totally valid. I think yeah, more than valid. fair. Come on down to the spanking machine. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) As long as you want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you might get stabbed, though. Nobody (laughs) can see if you're going to get stabbed. I'm not going to say no one's ever been stabbed in the spanking machine. I mean, it does happen. Matter of fact, there's been several stabbings. (laughs) Dude, imagine being that business, too. Like, you just start your new business. You're like, like, oh, our our first Yelp review. Boom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. And I'm going to read one as well. And it's uh, one star. My experience at this restaurant lasted about two seconds. I went in, asked them if they had meatballs, and the waiter smirked at me and yelled, you can meet these balls, and then proceeded proceeded flipping tables in front of me. One star, because I never got to meet those balls. This place does not deliver on what they offer. (laughs) So, at least she didn't get bad. Yeah, how many stars was it? One star. One star. Uh, I'm I'm gonna throw this one out of court. Because, okay. Because I don't. I feel like it's not real. It's got to be a troll. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It feels- I went in and asked for meatballs, and they told me you can meet these balls, and started flipping tables. <laughs> I think if he hadn't started flipping tables, I would have been. I would have been on the fence. But like, I'm gonna. I'm gonna vote that for sure didn't happen. Yeah. 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 Seems yeah. slightly over the top. Not. Not enough evidence. But yeah, uh, but if if it did happen, um, and and I mean, obviously, there's something about this is a joke, whether it actually happened or 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 just the the final line of like you didn't let me meet those balls, so that's why I'm giving you one mm-hmm. star. Um, at least respect for that. Like you're, she's not wrong. If it did happen, and you say you can meet these balls, it's a restaurant. You gotta, yeah, you know what I mean. It's a business. Cust- <laughs> customers always the customers always right or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to I'm going to say invalid if it really happened, because, yeah, I mean, that's like that you should get at least uh, two or three stars for 
for the um, for the initial joke and the flipping of the tables. It's pretty good. <laughs> I understand it's not five stars because you didn't get to meet the balls, but I mean that's still like yeah. I wouldn't normally write a Yelp review about anything, but if I got that, like that might, that might be noteworthy enough that I would actually like create an account and log on and be like, yo, this place rules. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. They have it's a surprise. It's a surprise comedy show. They they pretend that it's a restaurant and then you come mm-hmm. in and they just throw a fucking joke at you and mm-hmm. kick you out the door. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But she was trying to meet some balls. So I, you know, yeah, it's bittersweet. <laughs> who Who isn't these days, honestly. Um, all right. So I have a question for you, Mike Leibowitz, mm-hmm. uh, which is, do, do you want to read one of your, your, uh, com- your YouTube comments? Yeah. Sure, I'll, I'll read a couple of YouTube comments. Let's get in here, bro. Bro judge. Yeah. Let's I go. don't, I don't know. I mean, we can just do a sort of lightning round. I'll read them and you can, you know, you can say valid or invalid. Sure. All right. It's not, they're not as, um, hilarious because the problem with searching is that like i'm so funny that um <laughs> i don't have a whole lot of negative reviews but we'll, we'll see wait There's really quick mike while you're digging really quick i just had a question because your set felt felt like it was like i'm gonna say like 90 percent improv and just sort of off the cuff uh-huh is that true no okay so i mean i would say so this is my what i like to do is most of what i do is like written material um, I would say that set was a little bit looser than most, sure. but the the goal actually is, so it's like some of the jokes are written and then some of it is obviously responding to what's happening in the room right now. So it couldn't possibly be written. Sure. And when those are juxtaposed artfully, sure. um, the illusion that I'm attempting to create is it makes it seem like the stuff that is written, isn't written. Right. Now so that's like, yeah. Oh, thanks dude. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. That's like what I'm trying to do. I wouldn't have known that if it wasn't for having seen other sets of yours. Because right, know, you probably heard some repeats. There were a couple there, of right? jokes in there that yeah. I knew, and I was like, "This guy's a piece of shit." Dude. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> You're a fucking liar. Yeah, yeah. Actually, what I'm trying to do is, yeah, is uh, is be a fraud. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, so here, um, this one, uh, so this one was was really biting. Um, I've never heard a comic with such good timing and inflection, but never laughed once. <laughs> <laughs> So valid, or he's like at least saying that like I have the skills. It's just not his cup of tea. I guess this, it's valid. I can't argue. This is with like it. this is like that food review though. Like you know, it's like like the food was fan- fucking fantastic. One star. You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. give. I, I I don't know if I could say valid or invalid, but I'd go three stars on that. I'd say it's 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 understandable. He's trying to be honest. He's still giving you some props. Sure, sure. Yeah. All right, we'll take it. Okay, now this one's kind of fun. <laughs> um this actually okay well okay we used to love comedy now unless it's a christian comedian like michael jr tim hawkins M- mike lowry we stopped going to any shows the human condition has lowered itself to have every other word be a four-letter cuss word i used to cuss like a sailor and realize just how much language affects my attitudes and like an addict it was so hard to stop so i avoid that cuss like an ex-alcoholic should avoid bars <laughs> wow i don't know if this yeah i don't know what do you think god i've never i, I you know i don't think uh, the, the fact that you pulled the human condition out of someone for a youtube comment is is that's wild <laughs> that's wild it also but i like, guess that's that's comedy though right i guess that's comedy getting down to the core of it yeah i mean yeah. what i like about it is that there is no reference whatsoever to my set one way right. or the other that's that's the thing that's like it, that goes back to like the person who sits at the bar and just doesn't know when to shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah. 
You don't need to. This is not the place to tell us about how you stop drinking and cursing. Like this is not that has nothing to do with what this is doing. <laughs> right, right, right. He's just sitting down at YouTube. Like, is this where I share? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. yeah. I guess that's the that's the downfall of social media is like the like I can write, so I must. Yeah. You know, I, I can yeah. share, so I must share. Like, uh, you know, it's fucking. Invalid, no. invalid, yeah. invalid, invalid, invalid. Yeah. No spank for you, sir. No spankings. <laughs> okay. This is maybe my favorite comment that's on my, this is on my, my latest, I, I have a, a 15 minute um, thing out from don't tell comedy, which is like the latest thing I've put online, but this is my, I think my favorite comment from the whole thread. Okay. So there's lots of great comments on there, but this one is my favorite. Um, Investing in crypto now should be in every wise individual's list. In some months' time, you'll be ecstatic with the decision you made today. <laughs> I agree. All, all your hard work paid off, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going for. That's really what I was going for. Uh, yeah, man. Well, that's what happens when you start making these big deals, you know, and getting these take five bars and stuff. People start paying attention, and now you have yeah. the attention of the business world. Yeah. No, yeah. and it had never occurred to me to invest in crypto. But this <laughs> this this uh this comment is nine months old, so I guess I missed the boat on it. That's really when you wanted to get in, when it was at the top, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm gonna go valid on that one. I think you should invest in crypto. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So we're we're gonna move along here. And by the way, you know, at this point, guys, we're we're just kind of shooting the ship. But I do have I have something that I wanted to run past both of you. Um, so the other day, I think it was like two days ago, I was in Washington square park and, uh, I'm assuming you both, you guys both know who Ari Shafir is. Yeah, I know Ari. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I don't know Ari as a, like personally, obviously, but, uh, he's, he, for those of you who don't know, he's a stand up comic. He's got a, a podcast. He's a, he's also like a podcast personality. He's on a lot of the big ones and he's dope. I, I really like him. Um, and so he's walking down, you know, I'm in uh washington square park and he's walking with i'm assuming his girlfriend and their dog and they go into the dog park so i'm just sitting there watching it and it's like you know if you live in new york city you're seeing celebrities every once in a while and so you kind of have to come up with like your own strategy for like how do i handle that especially if it's somebody who you like and respect you know and there's actually a moment like do i go over and say hey what's up i just want to let you know that i i fucking love what you do or do you let them do you let them kind of do their own thing. And I've so I've come to the a long time ago. My I've figured out my strategy is let them fucking live their lives. If something happens organically and you somehow actually have a conversation, that's cool. But he's walking his dog with his girlfriend. He doesn't need a fucking asshole to come over and, and say whatever. But what I realized is I was a little bit high and I was just kind of chilling. And I would like peek over every once in a while just to be like, hey, there's a guy who I know and who I like, and he's doing his thing, and I can kind of like just watch Ari Shafir live his life for 30 seconds or five minutes, whatever. And then I realized at some point, you're not being too sly about how much you're just kind of looking over at Ari Shafir. And I've just <laughs> been staring at him. I look like a, like a really bad undercover FBI agent who's just kind of like posting up being like a chill dude. Just I'm just kind of looking over everyone. Like, it would have been better for me to just be like, hey man, what's up? Then just kind of stare at him awkwardly for like five minutes. Did, did, um, he, did you get did you get any looks from him? Did you did you see him see you? That's that's when I sort of came out of my like started to realize it. That I think he he was kind of there's a bunch of people looking around like around but I think he saw me a couple times. And the last time as he was coming out of the dog park, I caught a glance like, dude, what, what's up? And I was like, 
Yeah, yeah, no, that, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think I fucked that one up. But you guys, yeah. what's up? Well, no, I mean, I sort of, I, I kind of agree. Like, I think you're sitting there thinking like, oh, should I go over and talk to Ari? No, I shouldn't. I should let him live his life. But should I maybe? And Ari's sitting there looking at you being like, when is that dude going to come over and tell me, tell me how much he loves me? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, for sure. I, that That's definitely. And you, yeah. I, I, so you guys have different strategies, I would assume. But in this case, I wish that I had. Uh, and in general, maybe that's that should be the rule of thumb. Just be like, hey, this was, you're dope. But um, definitely don't be the person who's just staring at them from like 15 yards away. Yeah, yeah, in or out, in or out, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, invalid, yeah. Invalid. Invalid. I was at, so I was hanging out at the Comedy Cellar the other night with, uh, or it was a few weeks ago with uh, Sean Donnelly, which I don't know, Mike, if you know Sean, but he's a very Sean. funny uh, New yeah. York comic, great dude. He And um, we were just <laughs> drinking and hanging out. And that night, um, Matt Damon was at the cellar just to like watch the show. I guess he's friends with Tom Papa or something like that. So sure, Matt sure. Damon was there and it was this big thing at the table where Sean was like, should I go over and say something to Matt Damon? I love Matt Damon. Should I say something to Matt Damon? And I was sitting at the table. I, I, I had your exact same impulse. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm, I mean, he's here. He's like, he knows that we know who he is and he doesn't, I'm just going to sit here and he's over there and that's fine. Yeah. Um, but Sean got up. He's like, I got to say something. I got to say something. So he went over and he just said, Hey, I'm a big fan. I'm a comic. I'm a big fan, blah, 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 blah. And Matt Damon was very nice. And it was a short interaction. And he was like, Oh yeah, I'll look you up on YouTube or whatever. You know? <laughs> and, um, uh, and, uh, I was at the same time where I, th I think my reaction was valid. I also think his reaction was valid and sure. I was sort of glad he did it. Like I didn't particularly want to talk to Matt Damon, but I was glad that I got to see my friend talk to Matt Damon. Yeah. So I don't know what that says. Yeah. 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 The, uh, you know, so I went to high school, I went to a prep school in Brooklyn and a lot of celebrity kids went to my school. So I sort of had like a, like a intro to all of this, uh, uh in high school. Actually, this is something I don't tell people or, or I was very secretive about it for years. Cause I, it was kind of like, felt cringy to me to bring it up but I'll talk I talk about it a little more freely now um but I dated Meryl Streep's daughter in high school I dated Meryl Streep's daughter in high school mm -hmm. um she was my my girlfriend she was a year younger than me she was my girlfriend coming out of senior year and was my girlfriend through my freshman year of of college um and there's one thing I, I learned in that moment was was that like I mean it's it's cliche to say but like Jesus Christ if Meryl Streep is a normal person, then any celebrity on the planet can just be a normal person. You know what I mean? Like who just wants to live their life. They want to walk their fucking dog. They want to have dinner with their kids. You know what I mean? Um, so when I started working at the cellar, you know, like immediately, like on the first night, like I had Louis CK at the bar. I had, you know, uh, uh, Judah who I knew from movies for all these years. Jerry Seinfeld was one of my customers my first week, you know? So right up. And, and obviously bartending, I had to, play it cool i couldn't be a fucking you know goofy goofy asshole with with uh the people who you know they're just at work but um yeah you know the thing that makes me think of though and you know to pull this back around to the service industry a little bit was customers sitting at the bar right and like chris rock would walk in or or jerry seinfeld would walk in and i and i see them like you know like oh my god and they start talking to each other and they look back and and they'll you know the, the good ones would turn to me and be like yo like do you know if it's cool if I like go say hi to Chris Rock? And I got to a point, you know, I worked at, like, I, you know, like Laurent said, I, I worked there for 12 years. So I got to a certain point where I said to them, like, just keep in mind that these are people at work. You know, this is like, they're not here having dinner. They're not here drinking, getting fucked up. Like 
That's literally Chris Rock who is here to try out jokes that he's going to be putting on HBO at some point. So, like, think about that and, like, let me know what you think, like, in a couple minutes, you know? And, like, they would come back to me, like, you know, I think I'm going to go talk to him. I'm like, yeah, I was trying to let you get there on your own, but, like, don't. Like, if, if, if he's walking out, you guys make eye contact, introduce yourself, say hello, say you're a fan. But, like, you know, if he instigates more conversation, then you can talk to him. But, like, don't bother these guys while they're at work. You know, while they're at work, definitely not when they're sitting down with their friends at the comedian's table eating dinner. You know what I mean? That was kind of where I, I, I eventually got to a place where I was like, don't bother them while they're eating. You know, not mm-hmm. cool. No. Don't feed the animals at the zoo and don't talk to the comics at the comedy cellar. It's true. That being said, though, someone like someone like Dave Chappelle would would he would talk to. I know I've said this on the show before. He would talk to anybody. Yeah, anybody. No, I you know I, I get it. it it's I, I think for me, and I, maybe I've talked about this on a prior episode, but like because you know, Mike, I've I've worked at some spots where like there was a revolving door of celebrities, and I'm waiting tables on people on actual celebrities. So I had to sort of like I had to come up with uh, crystallize my own philosophy on that type of stuff. And basically what I came to is, and also growing up in New York City, you you have to deal with that from time to time. Um, I'm not Mike. I didn't date Meryl Streep's daughter. I dated Meryl Streep's daughter in high school. No, uh, but, uh, uh, but Come on, man. <laughs> I, if you take yourself out of the picture, right? If you take, if you take all, like you're, you want to run up to this person for, for, cause wow, I'm, I'm excited to see this person. That's great. And maybe they'll like me and maybe we'll talk for a while. If you can take your ego out of it and think about it from their perspective. And especially if you're talking about very famous people, then that person is dealing with this just revolving door of I just want to live my life and I have to constantly be dealing with and this is I this may not even be true but that's just where my head goes like when I imagine what that life is like so I'm like what am I really offering this person and if there's an answer to that and if it's somebody who's maybe not the highest level and so they don't necessarily get love all the time then like maybe it's nice for them to hear hey I just want you to know I really appreciate what you're doing and I I you know I fuck with your shit whatever and then you walk away. But um, so that's just that that's where my head is at with that type of stuff these days. Sure. I don't yeah, I, I was on Father's Day. My family took me to Eddie's Sweet Shop in Queens, which is this old school um, ice cream parlor, like from the 1920s. Yeah. Um, and uh, while I was waiting in line, uh, a lady came up to me and, and uh, well, first she asked me where the bathroom was. And I said, it's right over there. And then. <laughs> And then she came back and said, I saw you at Comedians You Should Know a few weeks ago and you had a great set. Oh, that's uh, nice. Happy Father's Day. So that was like, if you're at, I just, that's, I guess that's all I'm saying is like, if you hear me on this podcast and you want to say, hey, you were great on Under the Apron, that feel free to do it. Yeah. You know, there's like a certain, yeah. Yeah. yeah my, it's just mom, mom, send them a text. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you've got, you've all got my number. So, no, you know, but see, just... and, and that, and that's, that's the thing, right? So like I, I write, I've been writing poetry and, and short stories for, for like 10 years and I, I've self-published a couple of books and I put on art shows and stuff, nothing like low, low, low level. Um, so every, but every once in a while I'll either get like a, something, you know, uh, via Instagram or even in person at the bar, somebody will be like, Hey man, I just wanted to let you know, I, I read your book and I really liked it. And like, of course that means the world to me. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm not getting that every day. Like I'm not famous by any means. So like, that's really cool. There's, there's, it seems like the higher you go up, the more it seems like that becomes kind of white noise. 
but I don't know. Maybe maybe if I was world famous, I would still love that every every time. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe we should all walk around just assuming that everyone fucking worships us all the yeah, time. Maybe exactly. we would live more fulfilling lives. I mean, I already do. No, I'm okay. uh, <laughs> valid. Um, I've, seen, valid. I've seen a self-help meme that said something like that. Yeah. 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 Well, we just reverse engineered it. How about that? There you go. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, Mike, I have a question for you. Do, what What are you working on these days? Like, uh, as far in comedy wise, are you just is it the show, and are, are you putting together anything that we can look forward to, or what? How's that? Yeah, that? yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm definitely like trying to um, put together um, an um, an hour to record and release. So nice. I I haven't set a date for that yet, but I'm <clears throat> probably looking at um, the you know late. 2023 and i'll probably do it at the gutter i'm not sure but i have like um that's really what i'm focusing on now is i have like all of this material and it's way more than an hour and it's all kind of over the place and just um trying to crystallize like the through line to it and put it together and put it out because what what i've realized is like a lot of the stuff that i'm talking about um whether it's like finished or not finished it's not it's not going to make sense for me to talk about two years from now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, like, yeah. I'm just like really um, clearly seeing that like what I'm talking about now is a snapshot of where I'm at in my life. And so I got to figure out what the, what the form of that is and put it out um, and then move on to the next thing. So, so that's, that's like where my head's at artistically right now. Oh yeah. Nice man. Have you done a, have you done an, a, 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 an hour special before? Have you put up? I have, I haven't. Yeah, I have an hour that I put out in 2019, but I recorded it in like 2016. Damn. Or 20 No, no, I put it out. No, I put it out in 2020 and I think I recorded it in 2015. It, it was really old when I put it out. There was a whole there's a whole story behind why it took so long. But it's really old now. It's like what it's like 8 7 7 years old, something like that. Sure. And when I watch it now, it looks and sounds like a different person. Huh. You know what I mean? So sure. I'm just thinking about like where I'm at now. It's like, I'm not always going to be this person. Sure. So like, let's put down the imprint of that. So there's mm -hmm. a record of it and let it grow into whoever I become. Yeah. You know? Hell yeah, man. Well, what, what's the name of the special on YouTube that, that is already out? It's called uh two slob household. <laughs> and it's actually it again? two slob household. <laughs> and it's, it's not on YouTube. I think like oh. half of it is on YouTube. It's on Vimeo and it's also like an album, like an audio album that's on Spotify and oh, cool. uh, Apple Music and all that shit. Cool. Oh, well, great. I, I love listening to comedy in the car, so I'll probably do that. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I actually, I meant it just to be an album, but there was a guy recording it and the guy from the label like bullied me into putting it out as a special. And I was like, <laughs> I like didn't even take a shower, but you know what I mean? It's like, I don't, okay, fine. I let him put it out. But if people want to check it out, I would say, listen to it because it's intended as an audio album. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, please go go check that out. Two Slav Household and leave a, leave a, a nice comment about uh investing in cryptocurrency yeah please yeah and if and if you just listen to it know that he's not wearing a shirt yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah are you gonna are you gonna pop your top off for your next special well that's the thing i used to pop my top off all the time and then people started asking me i'd show up at the club and they'd be like yo lebo are you gonna pop your top off tonight and it's like nah you're not supposed to want me to so I kind of stopped, you know, it's like more fun if it's a surprise. So yeah, you, we'll you see what want, happens. You don't want to use your sexiness as a crutch for your, for your comedy. I get that, it. 
That's right. That's right. I, I th this whole time, my whole career, I've had to wonder, you know, yeah. why why people are into me. So. <laughs> oh, you're so funny because you're hot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so okay, so I, I have a, I have a question for you. I'm going to do one or two things. Would I, I have one last uh, one last little roundabout? There's this idea that New York City is dead, right? That that was kind of being put out like during COVID. Um, and, and New York is dead. New York is dead. It's it's all this crime. It's all this shit. And I still hear it being said less and less. But like on conservative shit, it's it's uh, it's still out there. And the idea is out there. So if you don't live in New York City, um, it, it's true. But for the for those of us who do live in New York, uh, isn't it fucking bizarre? Like it, I don't. Do you guys feel that way in New York? Do you really feel much of a difference? Um, the homicide rate in New York City is lower than it is in like the state of Ohio or a yeah. lot of a lot of states is actually pretty low. I yeah. think there's and this is a trope that has, you know, is popular in conservative, you know, conservative circles and on conservative media perennially. It's not new. It's sort of right. there's new ammunition because there was a spike in crime um, after covid. But I mean, I think the reason that big cities seem so much more dangerous and chaotic is because of the sheer population density, right? 100%. So if if you if New York has three times the population density of another city, then given the same crime rate, you're just you're you're the likelihood of you being a victim of crime is the same. Right. But the likelihood of you witnessing a crime is three times higher. Sure. Just because <laughs> There are three times as many people in your proximity at all times on average. Right, so sure. I think that's why big cities feel dangerous is because you're way more likely to hear a siren. You're way more likely to see someone be assaulted, et cetera, right. even if you're not more likely to have it happen to you. Right. Which is why I live here. I love seeing assault. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what's fun, right? Keep it fucking interesting. You might get stabbed at this place. Uh, you, li you live in New York for the same reason that uh, Mike likes to sit in the front row of a comedy show. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's he's changed me, by the way. I'm a front row guy from now on. Uh, like, yeah, this shit comes in waves, man. When I was younger, growing up in the city, there were a bunch of fucking crackheads and shit. And it was pretty rough. Then it went away for a while. Then it came back. I think that the that whole thing, crackheads are like cicadas. You know, every 17 years we kind of flourish up and we have like a, a crackhead summer and then you go find the shells of them and you collect them and you put them in your house. Right. Hashtag crackhead summer. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a crackhead. I think is a good one. Uh, but yeah. So. Um, all right. So but if you are listening to this and you don't live in New York, it's true. New York is dead. The crime is terrible. Don't come. Um, and on that note, first of all, who who was that? That was your child, I'm assuming. Oh, that was my daughter, Esther. And hey, then yeah, the one on my lap was my dog. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah. I love Esther. You don't, you don't meet Esther's anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, come on up to Pauling. You can meet. I one. love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shout out to Esther. I, I, also, I feel like with a name like that, she's, she's going to be a stand-up comedian. I don't yeah. know. Why. Well, there's Esther Koo. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of Esther stand-ups. Yeah. Yeah. Esther Leibovitz is about a, as Jewish of a name as you can have, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Either a comic or a judge. She might be there. <laughs> <laughs> judge Esther. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know, if Mike, if you have any questions for us uh, before we get to the end of the show, but uh, or anything else you want to promote or or anything? Um, no, I didn't come prepared with questions. I mean, um, 
but thanks for having me on. This has been really fun. You dudes are super cool. And thanks for sharing your vape with us the other night. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing chlamydia with me. And uh, I no, dude, honestly, this has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, and, oh, yeah. and, you know, uh, I think finally it's time I, I can tell you, uh, I saw you at the comedy show the other night. You were great. Oh, th oh. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Thank You're you so well. much. Yeah, I've, been, yeah. I've been wondering. Feel free to, to yeah. Stand feel over here. Yeah, I don't know. His uh, his, his Yelp work review. Over here. <laughs> his Yelp review will drop soon. That's yeah. right. Oh, sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so guys, we're gonna move to the end of the show. You can check us out on Instagram. You can check us out <clears> on TikTok. Um, and uh, thank you to Private Jet as always for for uh, promoting the show. Um, and we're going to move on to Chris Marcello's Fast 10. Mike, I didn't tell you about this, but okay. at the end of every episode, Mike has 10 questions prepared. prepared. It's rapid fire. He's just going to ask, like, first thing that comes to your head. Okay. Is this just for me? Yeah. Okay. Just for you, yeah. I'm ready. <clears throat> I mean, I'm not, right. but that's the point, right? Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome to Chris Marcello's Fast 10. Chris Marcello's Fast 10. I'm working on that jingle. <laughs> I'm working on that jingle this week, Laurent. I'm getting my wife to sing it. Hell yeah. 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 All right. So anyone who's listening, uh, and for you, Mike, as well, if you don't know, I'm going to, uh, I have 10 pre-prepared questions for Mike. They're coming at him rapid fire. Take no time. Send them right back. All right. All right, Mike, you ready? No, I'm not. Let's go. <laughs> Perfect. Number one, would you consider yourself a joker, a smoker, or a midnight toker? All three. Boom. Number two, do you know anyone with a social media addiction that you're genuinely worried about? Everyone I know. <laughs> Number three, would you rather get pissed on once a day or shit on once a week? I mean, can I do both? <laughs> yes. <laughs> judges, judges, yes. <laughs> uh, Number four, if you're going to prison for the rest of your life and you can only bring one book, what would it be? Oh, um, wow. I could only bring one book. Oh, fuck. Oh, it's got to be rapid fire. The first thing yeah. that comes into my head. I don't know. I would bring, uh, uh, I'd bring, um, I don't know, H Harry Potter. <laughs> Dick. Okay. It's valid. I mean, it's um, what I said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Number five. Number five. Have you ever But I'd be pissed off. I'd be like, man, I wish I had more time to think about which book to bring. <laughs> uh... Have you ever shot at number five? Have you ever shot a gun and how did it feel? I haven't. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, Sick. it's it's great. I mean, I get it. I totally get it. I'm not That's into you, it. I don't own any, but yeah, I mean, I that, understand why people are into it. That was when you grew your mustache out, right? It was right it after just, that. It just it just came. I the kickback <laughs> and then it just sprouted out. Yeah, that was it. Uh, number six. This is specifically for you. How many times have you taken your shirt off during a comedy show? Oh, I would guess 50. On a scale of 0 to 10, 0 being completely rude and 10 being overly annoyingly polite, how polite would you say you are to wait staff when you're in a restaurant? Six. Okay, that's, that's acceptable. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm just on the annoying side, but only just barely. <laughs> is five five right. is in the middle, right? Yeah, sure. Five is yeah. like normal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Maybe seven or eight. I don't know. I'm <laughs> I'm nice to my, but I try not to be obsequious. Ooh. Perfect. 
Yeah, little vocabulary, little vocabulary for first, us. First time on the first time caller on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know how to I know how to say it. I don't know what it means, but you know, that's all right. Uh, I'm only at eight. Harry Potter reading level, so you know. <laughs> number eight. When you think of the timeless classics of Michael Jackson or R. Kelly, do they still bring you joy, or has the magic lifted a little bit? No, I still like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why you're going to prison. This yeah. is something my wife and I talk about all the time, and uh, I, I, I want to start asking that one during the during the pod more. It's fun. Um, have you ever left your number number nine? Have you ever left your number or a message on a credit card slip at a restaurant? No. Good no, enough. Never. <laughs> and closing it in, nice and easy. Number ten. Name the first person that comes to mind. Uh, my wife Anna. There we go. Shout out Anna. Yeah. Anna, mother of Esther, wife of Michael. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, that was awesome. Uh, I'm sorry we didn't give you more time to choose a book, but you're going with Harry Potter. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. Like, I already the know what one? happens. Is it the, the first one? It can't be the first one. It's got to be seven, right? Yeah, seven, seven or the five. longest one, right? Five is the longest one. Uh, okay. I don't know. I, I just said that because my son just finished reading them. My son, who you haven't met, he's 11. He read them all in a year, and then we just watched all the movies. Wow. But like that wouldn't really, if I had more time, I would bring a book for adults. Yeah. But I, it would suck. Whatever you bring, it sucks. Like after you, how many times are you going to read it? Yeah. It sucks to only have one book. I was thinking more what kind of book is made out of a material that I can use to turn into like a shiv. <laughs> oh, that's smart. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they probably yeah. I would bring my book of razors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Any book that's metallic. I would bring um, how to escape from prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, anarchist cookbook. That's the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, all right. Well, uh, we're getting to the end of the show in a second. We're gonna Mike is gonna lead us out with a joke or a quote. Um, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, thanks again to private jet. Check us out on all the social media shit. Um, one other thing. Oh, most importantly, if you're in the New York city area, go and, and, uh, support comedians. You should know go on. I believe it's what Saturday and Wednesday. Yeah. Every Wednesday and Saturday at gutter bar, 1400 North. Nope. 200 North 14th street. In there you go. Yeah. Go, go check them out. Cause the show is honestly awesome. Um, and, and go check out Mike Leibovitz uh, online. What's your, what do you have an Instagram? I do. It's at Mike Leibovitz, um, L E B O V I T Z. It's there an unusual go. spelling, but yeah. Um, yeah. Check Mike Leibovitz.com. Dot net. Oh. I got them both. Hey, Oh, <laughs> that work. <laughs> Not trying to brag. No, no, dot org was no, that was taken by a like a I don't know, an organization. Yeah. <laughs> um all right. Uh but truly thank you, Mike. Truly, you you were a, a fun guest. I, I'm really happy that you did the show. We appreciate you doing it. Uh and Thanks. please lead us out with uh with whatever you got. Okay, I have a quote. It's it's from Shakespeare, it's from Twelfth Night. It's uh this fellow is wise enough to play the fool. And to do that well craves a kind of wit. He must observe their mood on whom he jests, the quality of persons and the time, and like the haggard, check at every feather that comes before his eye. This is a practice as full, as, as full of labor as a wise man's art. For folly that he wisely shows is fit, but wise men, folly fallen, quite taint their wit. That's it. That's what I got for you. <laughs>
Beautiful. Uh, I love thing. it. That's kind of, you know, that feels relevant to like comedians and also bartending. I believe that. Yeah. I believe it. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Also, you gotta know when to play the fool. Your wit can go, you know? Yeah. Playing the fool is underrated. And also Shakespeare, <laughs> Shakespeare first time caller. So thank you. Yeah. For, yeah. for classing <laughs> us up a little bit. Um, and shout out Bill. And on that note, thanks again, Mike. And thank you out there to everybody for listening. And we will see you next time. Love you. Bye. Bye. I also love you. Thank you.